everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by the nation. Uh, this is episode 162, our Kansas recap, a win for the Red Raiders, so it's a good day to be recording a podcast, getting to dissect a win. Um, we are posting an episode later on this week that'll be previewing the Iowa State game, so uh, in order to catch that, you got to follow us, got to follow the tailgate on Apple and on Spotify. Give us those five stars, five stars for the tailgate. And as always, if you listen to us on Apple, uh, write us a review. We always appreciate those. Also, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Also, give our YouTube channel a follow. Subscribe to the channel. We're almost to 200 subscribers, so uh, we would appreciate you giving us a subscription there. Uh, we're posting videos like our um, predictions and stuff like that and bite-sized videos from each week's episodes. So uh, check that out. And also, if you have anything to add to the tailgate, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our Kansas recap. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, welcome all of you who went and watched Texas Tech over the weekend, battled the cold like Dustin. I hope y'all had some gloves. I hope y'all enjoyed some nice cold beers uh, through that cold night. Dustin, just kind of before we get in. Beer stayed cold a lot easier. Uh, what was what was the atmosphere like at the Jones? What was the weather like? Was it as cold as everybody made it out to be? Very cold, yes. Very cold. Very cold, yes. And especially like once the sun went down, like prior, right before kickoff, it was pretty dang cold and chilly the whole time. And, of course, those metal bleachers were cold on your ass the whole time, oh, yeah. too. That was probably the worst part. Um, crowd was actually pretty good, I thought, especially to start the game. In first half, I mean, I'd say it was over 80%, probably 85%, 90% full. Yeah. Those top kind of north corners were a little bare, but that's kind of expected. That's fine. But, I mean, halftime it cleared out a little bit. I can't blame people for watching a good first half and then like, all right, I'm getting out of this cold. Uh, But there were still quite a few people that stayed up until the end, including myself. Yeah, I mean, shout out to you if you braved the call to watch that game, but also shout out to you if you watched at home comfortably in the That's warmth fine. of your house and on the couch. <laughs> we don't discriminate. There's no wrong way to watch a tech game here at Tailgate Talks, um, just as long as there's a nice cold beer in yep. hand. Um, but Texas Tech gets the win over Kansas, 43-28 to to move back to 500 on the season, now at 5-5, five and five, moving within one win from clinching uh, bowl eligibility in Joey McGuire's first season here at texas tech uh and coming into this game you know at the beginning of the season kansas seemed like kind of a nobody but it turned out that kansas is a pretty scrappy little team team, so this wasn't a joke of a victory uh but dustin your thoughts and reactions to this game from you know being inside the stadium and kind of now that you've had a couple days to process it yeah dude they're for real like especially their offense like they give no cares about who you are they're yeah. going to take shots and then run the ball and then take another shot like they don't care at all like and they're good like they never back down so that coach is hella good they're gonna try to hold on to him i know yeah it was 
not a fluke type game like a old type Kansas. Yeah, I was impressed watching them, you know, in the bits and pieces that I got to watch at the start. You know, it, uh, my fiance's birthday was yesterday, so we were celebrating her birthday Saturday night with her family. So I was trying to, you know, check in when I could. But yeah, I was impressed with them. They had that nice little fourth down play uh, at the start of the game where they got the big touchdown off of that. So yeah, and they had two fullbacks wide open down the field. Yeah, yeah, two guys wide open. A nice two little play. Fullbacks. We should we should study that. Put that one in our bag. Uh, we don't even have one fullback down. on the team. How are we gonna no. have two fullbacks down? We've we got a lot of tight ends. We could just use a <laughs> like a tight end package for that. But yeah, I mean, this was a nice win for you. Uh, uh, Kansas wasn't going away there. You 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 had yeah. to earn it. You had to come away with the plays down the stretch to win that game. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you were able to. But definitely a nice win uh, back at home in front of your fans uh, to to get back at to 500 and, and hopefully you can close out the season strong off that. So uh, what actually happened in the game, let's kick it over to Dustin so he yeah, can give us his first cap, uh, first half recap. So Texas Tech started this cold night with a great eight play drive, including two 18 yard completions from Shuck set up Donovan Smith for a rushing touchdown. Yes, we used the two quarterback system how we wanted to, some long, some long passes. Donovan Smith coming in, a rushing touchdown. And then Kansas, like we were just talking, responds with a crazy fourth down play. They spread two fullbacks out to the wide side. Oh, we didn't know what to do. And one of them was wide open down the field for a 66-yard bomb. So we were at 7-7 pretty quick. Tech responds with a field goal. Kansas replies with a doink, their first of the night. Doink, doink miss field goal. And then you get a Sir Roderick huge 36-yard touchdown run up the middle and then busted outside in the first quarter at 17-7. You're feeling good after a really good, solid first quarter there. Good defense, really good offense with three scoring drives, three for three in the first quarter. Then next tech pa- uh, possession scores with a touchdown again. Um, this one was the, the Shuck just kept running it to move the chains to drive. Yeah. It was one play here, another play there, and then Shuck, she's like, oh, I don't know. We're just going to run it up the middle for like seven or eight. He did it like three times, I think, this drive. And that was like, honestly, if I had the story of the game, it was just Shuck running to keep the chains alive was the story of the game. So that was his drive to get us up 24 to seven. You're feeling great. I think Kansas responded to the touchdown. Gets us to go three and out, another touchdown. So they get themselves right back in it real quick, 24-21. And then in the last minute, Kansas gets another punt. And with 13 seconds left, we get an interception, the first turnover of the game. And in the stadium, I was kind of like, uh, I mean, it prevented three points, but we, I feel like it's like, oh, we'd get a turnover at the worst time. Like, we're not going to use this. It's almost yeah. pointless. Like, But then we... Kelsey was even saying behind me, let's take a shot and try. I'm like, maybe, but I doubt we do. But, of course, we did. Tyler Shuck to big catch Trey Cleveland for 35 yards down the field to set up a Trey Wolf 51-yard bomb field goal. So you're going into halftime up six, 27-21. Pretty dang good first half, I would say. Yeah, and that field goal at the end really helped kind of swing the momentum back in you uh, to your side because Kansas yeah. had gone on a little 14-0 run to make it a close game. Uh, and then, you know, you force the turnover, get some points out of that with seemingly no time yeah. left. That I mean, you, you had, you had to be a six-point six little turnover yeah. there. 
Yeah, so uh, nice to swing the momentum back in your favor. And we go to the second half now where Kansas and, and Neil start off with a nice drive. Neil, can we freaking please find a way to tackle Neil? Um, oh, no, Tyree Wilson gets hurt on this drive. Uh, we uh. continue to have the worst luck ever when it comes to good players at Texas Tech on the football team for some reason always getting hurt. Um, but not as bad as luck as the Kansas kicker who where one doink oh, wasn't enough for doink. him. He had to doink it twice. Doink to doink for the Kansas kicker. Texas Tech takes over, but nothing interesting happens on the first drive except for the fact that we saw Tyree Wilson getting carted off. Oh, shit. Mm. Not good. Defense gets a punt team. One of our favorite things yes. to scream out at games when our defense gets us all punt team. Uh, and now the ground game is engaged. Sir Roderick gets the has the guy grab his face mask, but body slams him to the ground. Um, oh shit! Now Tyree's on crutches on this drive. So you're like, oh great, he's he's obviously done for the game yep. in a while. Noticing that at the same time, and then it's holy shuck, Tyler. That is with the touchdown run, but then. Holy shuck, what was that on the two-point conversion? Because that was just a terrible play. Uh, that, do you yeah, remember I'm not blaming point? Chuck for that one. I mean, yeah. we ran like a nothing to the rollout and tried like a throwback screen or something. I don't know. But it was like a terribly drawn-out play. There was no backup option if it got stuffed. Yeah. And then, yeah, Chuck was just like, well, I don't know what to do. So we just went down. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't a holy shuck at, at – at Chuck for that. That was holy Chuck. What the hell was that two point conversion play call? Uh, yeah. It looked awful. Tech leads 33, 21, a punt team for us, followed by a punt team for yeah. them. Then Jason Bean with a beam into the back of the end zone to make it 33, 20. Yep. No doinks for Trey Wolf as Trey knocks down the 30 yard field goal to put tech up 36, 28. Uh, and then, Tech has one take or has take one on the day, but let's make it two as take two happens as Josiah Pierre strips Bean and Jalen Hutchins with the recovery, setting it up for what time is it? Brooks time as Taj Brooks takes it to the house to put the game away. Texas Tech goes on to win 43-28 after that, yeah. stopping Kansas on a fourth down uh, and then running out the clock. And so that is your Texas Tech Kansas game recap. Dustin, your thoughts on the game kind of after we go through all that. Yeah, so in the fourth quarter there, you're marching down and we only get a field goal to go up eight. I was kind of stressing out and I'm like, oh, we got to stay for the whole game one and in this cold because yeah. up eight is not enough, obviously, giving the ball back to them. They can go down and score, get a two, especially with our fourth quarter woes. We've had lately, I can't close out a fourth quarter. I was like, man, this is just setting up bad. And then we get another very timely sack, strip sack, fumble recovery um, to set up that winning touchdown. And that's yeah. probably like, honestly, that's probably like the play of your season so it's far. The biggest turnover. Yeah, biggest, biggest turnover. turnover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best way to put it. Like biggest defensive turnover you've had so far. Timely in the opponent's territory set up a winning touchdown like that was that was clutch right there we yeah. haven't seen that yet uh, from any either side of this team kind of in that manner I don't think like to close out a game that's what I wanted to see and we finally did it and that was amazing felt great um, to finally close out a fourth quarter like that 
Yeah, that's how I felt. Like it felt nice to just go in and, and close that game out. Uh, you, like we said, you kind of had the nerves after they go on that drive. Yeah. Dean has a crazy pass to put them in the end zone. You're only able to get a field goal after what was a nice drive by you. And it's just like, all right, are you going to be able to make the plays to win this game? And boom, just like that, strip, fumble, couple plays later, Taj Brooks is in the end zone. It's a touchdown and game's over. And so it was just nice to see you put the clamps down and win this game and move back to 500. Like we mentioned, some stats from this game. Tyler Shuck in his first start since uh, getting injured. He was 20 for 33 on the day for 246 yards and one touchdown, zero interceptions, a huge stat to point out there. He also had 76 yards rushing, led the team in rushing yards, and also had a TD on the ground. Uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, 68 yards and one touchdown on the ground, that big 34-yarder. Taj Brooks, 66 yards on the day and one touchdown. Xavier White led the team in receiving only 70 yards, but um, I thought they were pretty efficient from him. Oh, yeah. uh, and your defense gets two takeaways to take two, not take three, but still you'll take the two turnovers as they came in key moments of the game. Um, so the the big one from this one, Tyler Shuck's performance, yeah. uh, it kind of became clear before the game as he was named captain that he was going to be the yeah. starter. A lot of questions this whole week, whether it's going to be him or Donovan Smith. A lot of people felt Smith. Um, and, and I think rightfully so, but Tyler Shuck came out, played a good game. What were your thoughts on his performance, uh, from Tyler Shuck? I really liked his performance. And like I mentioned in our recap, this game was described by him as running enough to get the chains moving. Like, yeah, it, it was vertical runs. Like he was running straight forward to get as many yards as possible, not trying to do anything fancy, like, not trying to get hit and hurt. I know I was kind of a few times like squeamish before I'm like, please just go down. But it was all getting yards the whole time and moving the change and then throwing the ball. I thought he was really good. Um, our boys at Ramblin posted like 12 different like dart videos of him throwing stuff. And he actually did throw some pretty dang good balls um, over the middle and outside. And like there was going through that recap, I was like, there were so many 18-yard, 16-yard passes that we would throw like 10-yard post routes and then run it for a little extra. So it was it was pretty nice to see. I thought he had a very solid game. Yeah, I thought it was a nice bounce-back performance from him. He had a lot of haters after the TCU game sure. uh, and after the Baylor game. You know, some of his throws didn't really have any zip on it. Felt like he was kind of lacking confidence, but... He looked in control. He looked in control of the yeah. offense. He looked comfortable making those throws. Those throws were getting there um, and, and in good good timing as well. So uh, it looked like he just kind of maybe needed to, needed this kind of game to get his confidence back under him. Um, like you said, I, I don't necessarily like to see him running the ball as much because every time he, he was running the ball yeah, and no. cringing, I uh, don't want him to get hurt again, but he was very efficient running the ball. He, when he sees the lane, he takes it, he takes it aggressively yes. and he gets you the yards. Like he's, I think he's, you're definitely your best mobile quarterback. Like he's definitely been pretty good at running the ball. It opens up another dimension of your offense when he's running yep. the ball uh, hard for the defense to defend that. So uh, I was impressed by his performance. I definitely think it's something that he's earned that starting role moving forward. As long as, you know, Barron is out, um, which, you know, we'll get to in our Iowa state preview, but sure. uh solid performance from him there to help us get the win. 
help that offense get going. But the main thing that got the offense going was we ran the ball here on Tech right. Twitter. If you've been following any Tech podcast over, I don't know, the last four or five weeks, we've all been calling for Texas run Tech to run ball. the ball more. If you've been specifically listening to our preview episodes almost every week either dustin and i has a prediction that involves running the ball it's not just gambling gauchos gamble gauchos might have said run the damn ball but they're not the only people who could think of that yet tech fans seem to only want to credit them um it doesn't take a genius to figure out that this offense needed to run the ball and we figured it out dustin so what were your thoughts on this rushing attack and, and how it helped us out on saturday it was amazing how much we ran the ball and even when like Brooks got 16 for only 66, but that's what we need. Like, just keep yeah. pounding it. Like, the reason that Sir Roger had so much, because he busted off that 36-yarder. But that was just an up-the-middle dive. He broke the first layer of tackles, juked a safety out, and then he's gone. That's because yeah. we just kept pounding, kept going, kept going, kept going. And I think that's what we need to do with this offensive line, is let them go forward and hit people, and then just take it and get their butts kicked so much. So it was great to see we had four guys, total 48 carries. And that's better than when we did. I think that's better than when we had Donovan doing it. Because with Donovan, we had you know him running it 20 times a game. But yeah. half those were design-type runs. Whereas our designed runs are with our three really good running backs. And then Shucks, you know, 12, where him just, hey, nothing's open, break, break down play. I got to take some and get some. So he did a great job of finding it and getting those 70-plus yards for himself and a touchdown. Another fun fact, we had four guys score four of those rushing touchdowns. Spread yeah. the love. And we had Valdez come back. A big way. Yeah, you were you were very efficient running the ball. It's, it's very nice to watch. Like, Zach not yeah. get scared of running the football. You might not be gashing him every single play, but you're getting good chunk yardage. And yeah. on those short down possessions, you didn't shy away from it. You were like, all right. We're giving it back to Taj. We're giving it to Valdez. We're giving it to Serodic. And we're going to, you know, rush the ball in these short yard situations. And time and time again, it worked for you. And you're just kind of able to nickel and dime them down the field. And that's okay. Like yeah. that runs clock. That's great for your defense to get some rest. But ultimately, you have really good backs who are fighting and they were able to get chunk yardage almost every single time. Uh, you love to see, you know, three the three headed monster of what yeah. is. Thompson, Brooks, and Valdez running good. And then, yeah, Chuck able to provide another dimension with his running game just adds to it, too. So, he had 264 uh, yards on the ground. Yeah. Half, half of your offense. Yep, yep. You like to see that. 264 on the ground, 246 in the air. <laughs> um, so we were all calling for it. We all thought, you know, this definitely needs to be something. Your best players are kind of your running backs. You need to give them the ball, force yes. feed it to them. And I've been really impressed with Valdez. Like he's he's looked really Very. good uh, running the ball these last few games. So yeah. I hope to see more of him. Uh, thoughts on the defense's performance from this game? We finally got timely turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still struggled with the mobile quarterback, but. <clears throat> I mean, at this point in this, like, you know, day and age of quarterbacks, like, everybody struggles with them. Like, so I know we had pressure on on their guy quite a bit, and he got out of it and ran for it some. But, like, I mean, what what more can you ask than getting pressure on? Um, they did a good job getting pressure on. I know they got gash on the run quite a bit by your boy Neil. Uh, yeah. But 
you know, bend, don't break, force those field goals. Maybe the field goal kicker's off for the night like he was, you know, cost them a few points. You got a couple of timely turnovers that turned into points. Your two turnovers turned into 10 points. Yeah. You won the game by. Like, funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's nice when you're able to get those turnovers and the offense is able to produce points off of it. Yeah. Just kind of a typical performance from them this season. The bend, don't break. Like, they're going to give up yards. Um, can you stop them once they get into the red zone? They were able to do that, able to, you know, push Kansas back. They missed those field goals. And like you said, two very opportune turnovers where you were able to score off of it. So it's just kind of the typical performance that you've seen from them this year. Yeah. You'd like them to hold Neil to not almost, you know, he almost had 200 yards rushing. Um, and, and there's definitely some plays that like, it feels like they're right there right there to make the play and they you know either yeah. fail to make the tackle or they're right there to tip the ball and don't do it um so they still have some of those frustrating ones but you know ultimately they give you a chance to win this game and you were able to do it so uh shout out to them for their performance and the two turnovers so uh, you were in the you were the winning the turnover margin this game which yeah. is always nice um yeah a couple other like general team things i had written down is for this game like you can look at the reason we won. Like one, we love the rushing offense. Then two, penalties and turnovers. Kansas killed themselves, and we did not. Yeah. I mean, turnovers was two to zero, and both those were timely. Like I said, turned into ten points. And then penalties. Kansas ten for seventy-five yards. Tech only six for forty-seven. Like, yeah. Those are two huge critical stats that affect a lot of the ball game, right there. Yeah. And some of those missed field goals came from them having holding calls and yep. stuff that put put them back and, and, and made it tougher on them. So, yeah, you like to see yourself not shooting yourself in the foot. Um, the yeah. other key note, we mentioned it in the recap, Tyree Wilson went down with an injury and looks like he's going to miss some time, possibly the rest of the Maybe season. Maybe be done. Um, your thoughts on Tyree and that injury and just kind of how tough it was for all Tech fans to see that – the guy who's having this special season go down. Yeah, that sucks big time, especially being your kind of focal point of your defense and defensive line. But I don't know how serious the injury is. Kind of really haven't heard, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but it also kind of doesn't matter because <laughs> yeah. he was only going to play two more games for you anyways. He's not going to play in some BS bowl game, you know, and at the Alamo Dome or wherever you end up going. So he's going to save himself for NFL combine, first round pick, all that good stuff. So it sucks for him, especially being being here for quite a few years. And we kind of turn it around based off his pressure and the defense on him kind yeah. of. So um sucks to just lose big player and leader like that. Yeah, it sucks to, sucks to see it. But, you know, all we can do is hope that it's nothing serious and that he can get better and get to working on, on his NFL draft stock. Yeah. You know, we – we all got to see him have a pretty special season. He was leading college football in, in QB pressures. He was up there in the tops of the Big 12 in sacks. Um, he was putting together a pretty special season. So I uh, just enjoyed what we saw from him this year. Uh, you know, some of the moments he had last year, including uh, in that Mississippi State Bowl game, some of the plays he made. So have enjoyed watching him here. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he does come back for the Oklahoma game. 
uh, that McGuire didn't roll that out. He didn't really, he kind of danced around what, what the injury was saying they're going to get it looked at, but it's obviously something they're going to take very careful because they don't want to mess with his future. So that's kind of why I'm thinking he's probably just going to be done for this year. Go get ready, go make that bag in the NFL, go be that first round draft pick that we all know and expect. So let's kind of revisit our predictions from the Kansas game. On the defensive side of the ball, Dustin had us having four sacks. The defense had three. Um, so pretty close to it. I'll take um, that. Yeah. Yeah. If you would have just done your same exact prediction from the week okay. before, you would have got it right. But that's okay. <laughs> hey, one of them being a critical strip sack, boost that. Yeah. Um, I had tech holding uh, Neil to under a hundred rushing yards and he had over a hundred in the first half. He had almost 200 yards rushing. So completely wrong. <laughs> it didn't seem like one. that, but now that you say that, I'm like, I guess like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he had a solid day, but Hey, like we said, Ben don't break. Uh, Dustin on the offensive side of the ball, you had us having a hundred yard receiver. You were just like anybody hundred yard receiver. And we did not, uh, no, our well, leading receiver had that's 70. Okay. I got my prediction right. I asked. I called for our running backs to have thirty carries, and between uh, Taj Brooks, Roderick Thompson, and Cameron Valdez, you had oh, thirty-four yeah. carries. So, uh, Kitley was listening, and I appreciate that. Um, so, with all of that said, Dustin, we're back in the win column, and yeah. that means it's time to play the damn music. Somebody turn on some damn music. <laughs> All right, Club Red is open after a victory. Tech beats Kansas. It's time to hand out some VIPs for this week's performance. Dustin, the defensive side of the ball, who are you handing out your VIP to? I mean, we just talked about him. Mine's more like a commemorative Tyree Wilson shout-out because he's not going to have a chance to make it again the rest of the year. So he's going to get mine um, because, you know, we game plan around him. Teams have to game plan around that guy so hard, um, and he causes so many problems. little Twitter stat for you that came out today from a guy named Sam underscore Teets. Nice name. Um, yeah. Pressure, Tyree Wilson, pressure on passer attempts is at 19.16%. That is better than all these first-round top five picks. Chase Young, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, and future first-round pick this year, Will Anderson from Alabama. Those are all either number one yeah. defensive player of the year picks. I think three of those are actually number one picks um, or top three, top five type picks, and Will Anderson will be this year. And he's got better pass rush uh, pressure than all those guys. So props to him. He'll be missed. Um, you know, didn't, didn't really come on to the tech scene until this year big time. Um, so he'll kind of get swept on the rung after a few years, but man, he's such a good player and I think he'll go in the league and, um, maybe be like another Patrick Mahomes and be like, Tyree Wilson was from Texas tech. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, we haven't had like a, we've had, we have Jordan Brooks, you know, on the defense having a great season with Seattle. He's in the league, but to have like a, but to have like a, a defensive pass rusher, like yeah. that's something special to have. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, nothing but the best for him. Can't wait to watch him in his NFL future. I'm going to go with Josiah Pierre, who had seven tackles and forced 
the big fumble there uh, that set you up for the game. He's been coming know, on lately, big time. Yeah, he, he had a really good game in TCU. I don't know if we would have yeah. won that. He might have deserved the, the Club Red VIP for that too. Um, but yeah, seven tackles and that huge force fumble um, to, to get you the win to clinch the game. Offensive side of the ball, Dustin, who are you going with for your VIP? I'm going back to the well here with Xavier White. He made his kind of big impact return, I think. He had a long of 47 late in the game there to help you get that field goal to go up eight. Um, I think it just shows how big of an impact he has on our offense, especially the passing game um, and what he can do. He had quite a few little just little post routes and Chuck just found him over the middle for, you know, 15, 16, 18 chunks. Um so kind of like our Tyree Wilson, my pick, like Xavier White, just affects our game and their game defensively yeah. um, so much. So I'm giving it to him. I'm going to go with the easy choice here, and I'm going to give it to Tyler Shuck. I feel like he deserves yeah, an extra nice. shout-out. Yeah. He had a lot of people kind of hating on him, had a lot of doubters heading in this game. I mean, I kind of was doubting him. I just wasn't really sure. Um, what you were going to get from him, but you know he was he was really good for you in this game. He was efficient passing, uh, and he ran the ball really well. Protected yes. himself, didn't get hurt, didn't turn the ball over, did all the things you need your starting quarterback to do to help you win the game. And so, just really impressive performance. So, I wanted to shout him out again for that. Um, yeah, just, totally worth it. Yeah, just kind of a back against the wall performance from him. So, uh, shout out to Tyler Shuck for that. And then we'll go ahead and give out a special teams VIP Trey Wolf. Hey, 51-yard uh, goal. Yeah, big 51-yarder at the end of the half to kind of swing that momentum back into your favor. Did another field goal there in the second half. So uh, shout-out to him. He was also named a co, uh, the co-special teams player of the week by the Big 12. So uh, when you get that kind of mention, you get a VIP pass. So, uh, Dustin, anything else you wanted to touch on on the Tech Kansas game before we go talk a little basketball? I did have one more thing. Uh, this with this win, it's the first time with five home wins since two thousand nine. That All encompasses right. our last three head coaches. Couldn't do that. Now, granted, we usually only get six home games, right? But we still have one coming up. We have a chance to get six home wins, which we haven't done I don't think since two thousand eight, maybe. So the fact that we have five tech home wins is a huge accomplishment. We know we love it in basketball, winning at home, yeah. protect home court, home field. So creating that is a big thing for this first-year Joey McGuire era. Yeah, you want to get butts in seats, win at home, win at home. We hate going yeah. out to Jones and walking away with a loss. We want to go and see us win. Uh, and so far this year, you've been able to do that uh, more times than not. So, yeah, thanks to Joey McGuire and this football team for kind yeah. of reestablishing that home field advantage that – uh, we've been lacking for since 2009. I didn't realize it had oh. been that long. That's a, that's a long time. <laughs> uh, but with all that said, uh, that is our Tech Kansas recap. We're going to go over to the hardwood here. And in this part of the episode, we're going to kind of touch on the first three games of the basketball season. So let's talk some hoops. Well, the Texas Tech basketball season is underway. We are off to a 3-0 start after beating Northwestern State opening night. Uh, some Big 12 teams were not able to accomplish that Ooh, looking at UTC. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> uh, 
then we followed that up with a win over Texas Southern, who went on the road and beat Arizona State <laughs> later. And then you defeated Louisiana Tech uh, Monday night uh, and defeated former coach Talvin Hester. Uh, and so you moved to three and zero. So real quick, we're not going to do a deep dive or anything onto these first three games. Just kind of some thoughts on the start of the season, and you can expect us to do a more in depth look uh, this next week as we get ready for the Maui, and we have hopefully a guest coming on to discuss the first three games and preview the Maui for you guys. But Dustin, your thoughts on the first three games of this Texas Tech season? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one, it's good to have tech basketball back and it seems like we haven't skipped a beat, you know, Yeah, not losing at home, great defense. Like we interchange most of the roster and things stay the same. So <laughs> pretty nice um, to still compete and play at a high level with such a new turnover of roster. Um, I have a list of some of the things that don't have to do with the actual game on the court. Um, if you want me to get into those real quick. <laughs> yeah. So first thing, if you've gone to the games at the Spirit Arena before, a lot of times the speakers are kind of like, meh, but no. All <laughs> so they the way those suckers up. all the way up for this game. These first few games, they are blasted, and I love it. <laughs> it was hard to get used to just because we haven't had that before. We always ask for yeah. it, but it's never turned up enough. My Damn, ears were bleeding. It was, it, it was awesome. It, <laughs> it was awesome. That and then the tunnel entrance. Talk about the tunnel entrance real quick. Yes. That yeah. is yeah. awesome that we have that, yeah. you know, hallway tunnel that goes underneath the bleachers behind our bench. It's behind all the in the all four corners. But somebody in the offseason had the grid that, hey, why don't we just put some lights and smoke over here and have the guys run out? Damn, it looks good and cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite touch to this season that we've added. I don't, I don't know why we hadn't done that. It's like so easy to do it, but yeah, it's awesome. It provides a little extra excitement yeah. to the intro. Uh, really cool. I hope they're still doing it. I hope that wasn't just a game one thing. We haven't been able to be back for the uh, right. last two, but I hope that's something that's continued. Those are the only uh, off court things I had. Um, there's stuff. I got like one more off court thing. Yeah, what. That it's this the me and and Bryn, our guy that we sit next to at the basketball games, came up. We you know the USA doesn't really have a good nickname. No. <laughs> you know you just call it the USA, but we're thinking the sauna because we're gonna make you sweat on defense, but we're also gonna make all of our fans sweat because it's fans. hot as it's always so hot in that stadium. No airflow whatsoever. Always sweat my ass off uh, in that stadium. So the sauna, you know, for a nickname, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty solid. Nickname because we were sweating definitely that first game um, that we went to. So it gets worse uh, when it gets colder because then you come in, you're all 75 layers on. Yeah. You're stepping on all the stuff you took off. Yeah, it sucks. But back to the actual team and stuff. Yeah. um, I had it. It It's great to have two point guards, but we'll kind of chill on Pop Isaacs for a second and talk about him in a minute. But Davion Harmon is a great player. Like just overall, like that senior leadership, the head on his shoulders and like great plays, not scared under the pressure and the shot clock running down, but can shoot it. Clutch passing is great. Like it's nice that we have two guys that can handle the ball and get the ball up the court and play the offense, which I don't think we've had in 
what, a few years? Like maybe since Davide yeah. left? Like that's the first thing I had on my list of on-the-court stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been impressed with him, especially in that Louisiana Tech game, kind of when it got a little tight there in the second half and you needed somebody to kind of take over, control the game. Uh, he was the one who took over and really – carried you to victory there so it was really nice to see him do that on both ends of the floor defensively he was getting after it um he i think only had one turnover so that's good to see um and so yeah you're really liking what you're seeing from him so far in this young season i think i would wish him to be a little more aggressive on the offensive end like trying to get his own shot but at the same <laughs> time he's it's definitely valuable to have him yeah. as a i don't think he's looking for that and trying to get everybody yeah. else involved but then if it comes down to it late in the shot clock he's not scared to put it up yeah, any other on-court things you want to touch uh, on? Um, Bacho right. is as advertised. Yeah. And, man, yeah. he's playing a lot of minutes, too. That boy's going to be in some hella good shape after yeah, this first had, little run. Had six blocks against Louisiana Tech. He was <laughs> like tired. If this was yeah. football, he was tapping his helmet, like, for minutes trying to get out, dude. Um, I had some minutes I saw posted the other day that were basically playing, like, a solid – eight guys and a couple others getting some minutes in there. Um, I know Elijah Fisher, we were talking first game, kind of didn't play for the first like eight minutes, but then he's kind of settled into a decent role, that yeah. like seventh, eighth guy. Um, Kerwin's kind of been that sixth man that I kind of called out. Yeah. Coming into a good role. Um, he's up there like starter minute wise right now, I think. Basically, yep. Um, I thought Lamar looks pretty solid. Um, as another guy coming off the bench too. So those guys, and then like Jalen Tyson as advertised, I believe as well. Yeah. Th yeah. He's been impressive to watch. I wish we'd get him the ball a little bit more offensively. Um, yeah. I wish, he would, I wish he would be a little more aggressive because he has a really smooth shot. Like he's, he's one of those guys, like every time he takes a shot, you think it's going in. It just looks, it looks pure. Uh, and he has really good control over his offensive game. He can get to wherever he wants on the court, and he can score from all three levels, and he can also do it uh, defensively. Uh, every game that this season so far, he's been your uh, first basket of the game. So, uh, and you, been impressed I saw some things first game from him. I, think, I might have pointed out to you, but he was doing some coaching from the bench to some mm -hmm. of these young kids, like Elijah Fisher, uh, like Rob Jennings, and like Pop Isaacs. They'd make some dumb mistake, and he'd be like, hey – like he would kind of coach him up like he's a senior out there, like he's O'Banner. Um, so that's nice to see from a guy who hadn't even been here but like eight or nine months. Yeah. You know, and already taking that kind of leadership with these younger kids, kids that are only like one or two years younger than him. Yeah, shows a true buy-in from him, yeah. you know, and, and also shows that coming in last year and being a part of that team yeah, uh, did really help him. And he understands what Coach Adams is wanting and he's using his understanding to help those uh the others on the team so impressed from him uh wanted to get on on pop isaacs here because yeah. there was uh, some twitter stuff going on uh with pop isaacs and uh viva the matadors and what i thought was a pretty poor tweet did you see this tweet i don't think so uh going around uh, you know if you look at twitter it. you'll probably see somebody who's replying to it quote tweeting it or getting in on that action but basically just kind of called pop isaac's unplayable because of the turnovers oh and, come on and uh pretty early to be talking about unplayable <laughs> um That's, yeah that was yeah. much that 
much of the reaction from the tech fan base is like, it's been three games and he's a freshman. He's a freshman. So here's my thing on the turnovers. Like I said, I've only, I went to the first game and only got to watch fourth quarter last game. Been busy with my own Juco basketball games out at work. Um, But like I mentioned to you first game, what I saw at least, at least we're trying to make plays on offense and that's where the turnovers are coming. Whereas, you know, in the previous, let's go four years that it was the same boring, stupid offense. We were doing nothing for like 20 seconds and then we'd make a turnover in the last four because, oh crap, we got to finally do something, you know? Yeah. Like at least now, or at least that's what I saw first game is just trying to do stuff and it was just an air on your own yeah. crap. Like it wasn't like a, oh no, I don't know what to do with the ball at this point. Now I don't know if some of these are lazy type turnovers making plays um, or what at this point. I'll say this as a team watching the Louisiana Tech game. It was a that lot was of lazy turnovers. It was a lot of lazy turnovers by everybody. Kevin O'Banner having like two brutal ones back to back there at the, the end fourth, of the game. Yeah. Um, there's some lazy ones that were really uncalled for kind of reminds you of like some of the turnovers you were having last season. Sure. I will say this about pop. Like he turns the ball over, um, a lot. The game's going to slow down for him. Like he's still like probably in that mode where he's just like, I'm always better yeah. than everybody. And you're, yeah. you know, people have caught up to your level a little bit. Now I think he's still better than most of the guys. And so he's still really good. Oh, like yeah. you saw those possessions at the end of the game where he, he just he took grabbed. a guy out like right off the top and like two dribbles. Yeah. Play up. So the talent is obviously there. And he's he can a, shoot the three. He's a great shooter. Um, the game's going to slow down for him once he, once he gets, especially this Maui invitational is going to help him once he kind of understands that. Um, and those were huge possessions that have him slow it down and make those two huge plays to help you get the win. Um, there's going to be turnovers. It's, it's kind of one of those things you have with young guys, but you know, Davion Warren was turning the ball over like four or five times a game at the very end of last season too. So like, this is something you just kind of expect from a, from a young guy at the start of the season and you work through these things and hopefully he improves and I expect him to improve. And yeah, if this becomes an issue where later on in the season, he's still having this many turnovers, you might have to look at it a little sure. bit. Um, but three games in, I'm not going to rush to call no. the guy unplayable, you know? I mean, with his shooting and create creative, like off the dribble stuff, he's still, and he hasn't been a defensive liability that I've noticed. Yeah. So like he's gonna get on the floor for sure, and like if you want to compare him to another guard type player, like he looks like he knows what he's doing more than Elijah Fisher does right now, like just on yeah. the court, like feel wise. Yeah, I I think so too. I, I I think he's he's gonna be a very good player, and this is just one of the things. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you hope he doesn't turn the ball over as much, but. I would prefer him to just kind of keep attacking and keep trying to make these plays. Like sometimes it's just the other player not understanding what he's doing. He had one turnover where, you know, he's, he's trying to pass it back to the guy who makes a cut right when he's throwing the ball and then the ball goes back court. Trying so, to make like something sometimes, happen. Yeah. Trying to make something happen. And sometimes other players don't understand what he's trying to think. And, you know, uh, some of that's just communication, but yeah. uh, I, I fully expected to get better. I haven't seen oh, anything from it. him specifically that's just making me go, wow, we got it. We got to get this dude off the court. Like, I want him on the court. Every time he shoots the ball, I'm like, oh, that's going in. <laughs> yeah, calling him a walking turnover is a stretch. There's There was a point in the game where he had several straight turnovers, but, you know, he, he calmed down and, and, and 
clearly Mark Adams is okay with it because he's letting him turn the ball over and he's not just completely yanking him off the court. So, um, but yeah, there's going to be a learning curve. He went, he's going from high school to, to college basketball. And so sometimes, sometimes it takes players a little bit to let, have the game slow down to them. So let's not jump yeah. to conclusions. And it's like your first two weeks of playing other people that don't yeah. know what you're doing and how you play. Like you've been and to be fair about Louisiana Tech, Talvin Hester is their coach who was on your staff last year. And I'm pretty sure they're playing the same style of defense that you play. Um, and so like, yeah, you can be familiar with it, but it's a tough defense. It's obviously yeah. like, um, so I'm not going to yeah. knock the kid too much early on this season. Like I definitely want to see him protect the ball and be better with it. Um, but you see the potential, uh, and he had a pretty solid 10 points and some huge plays for you down the stretch in that game. So any other things you want to touch on? No, looking forward to Maui. Yeah. Looking forward to Maui and looking forward to this weekend when we will dive a little bit further into basketball, some things we've seen preview the Maui, uh, and text, you know, possible upcoming matchups there, but that'll do it for our Texas tech, Kansas recap and our little uh, look into texas tech basketball so far through the young season uh, to catch everything we are doing including our Iowa state uh, preview you got to follow us follow us on apple and on spotify give us those five stars five stars for the tailgate and if you listen to us on apple hit us with that review also follow us our, follow our social media accounts follow us on twitter at tailgate underscore talks we're also on facebook and instagram and give that youtube channel a follow uh, to catch clips and highlights from each week's show thanks for listening to our kansas recap and as always we will catch y'all at the next tailgate peace